Good morning. You are now in tune to Women Camp. Thank you for joining the conversation with Prophetess Servola and Dr. Charlene. Women Camp is a broadcast designed to inspire, motivate, and encourage women of all ages, shapes, colors, and sizes. We are all sisters, here to be courageous, anointed, mighty, and powerful. Stay tuned and join the conversation with Prophetess Servola and Dr. Charlene. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into the Women Camp broadcast. And as you know, we've been in our segment this year on Fearless Start to Finish, New Year, New You. And as we talked about last week, we talked about having a fearless faith and how to use your faith to overcome your fears. And no matter where the fear may lie, whether it's in your work, whether it's in your home, whether it's in your personal life, in your personal walk, allowing the faith that God has given us to to be the tool that we use to overcome fear. Because the, the Bible reminds us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so it's so important that we build our faith. And, and how do we build our faith? We build our faith on nothing but the Word of God. The Word of God is it has been provided to us as that message that that links us to God, that the voice of God and understanding his ways and understanding what he intended for our life. And as we understand his ways and his promises, then it helps us to be able to follow after what he has set forth in our life. And so as we continue the broadcast today, I wanted to just recap and we'll do a little bit dive deep diving into that even the more. You know, last week we talked about the satirian how he believed so much in Jesus that he just believed that if he spoke the if Jesus just spoke the word that his servant will be made whole. And as we are coming up into uh, on Monday, we we honor and um, celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday, and we celebrate Martin Luther King Day. We we honor the the sacrifice of someone who had fearless faith. And so today, as we we join into our segment, we want to talk about um, the the life and vision of of this great person, this human being that God has has just planted here on the earth. Regardless of of what we're doing in our lives today, you know we've all been impacted by Dr. Martin Luther King's life and his dream. And you know this week we recognize that there is such a there's coming up a transition, you know, where we're transitioning power from the 44th president to the 45th president. And so we also in that are celebrating one man's dream, and um, you know to live in our nation. And, and by the 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 faith that our nation was founded on, and I think that it's so important that we we don't look at um, the dreams that Dr. Martin Luther King had, or even the dreams that God has placed inside of you guys as status quo. I think that's an area where we can we can fall short in in disqualifying or trying to you know nullify what God has placed inside of us by saying, oh, it's no big deal, or somebody else will do it, or something of the sort. But we have to continue to honor God and be courageous and passionate about what he's placed before us to fulfill. So I want to, you know, ask a couple of questions. Does your dream have the potential and power to transcend generations, you know, and to break through the barriers of cultures and the borders of nations? I believe that our dreams do have that power, but do you believe that? You know, Dr. King believed that in his message of hope. He believed that freedom, you know, came from the heart of God and that God had placed that dream in him and that the power of God transcend all of that. And when we think about President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation in the face, you know, he said, you know, we've gone to, we've gone, we haven't gone far enough, you know, and in order to bridge the gap. So today, do you have a dream that causes people of diverse backgrounds, cultures, and colors, and even, you know, movements and to rally together 
and calling your vision and your purpose and goal for the fight. Meaning, do you have a dream that compels people to come together and and to see the linkness in their lives and to see where they can stand up for something positive and and make an impact on our world? Not just, you know, something that impacts you today or tomorrow that is just going to fade, but something that's eternal. Dr. Martin Luther King's dream was eternal. It didn't just affect him. It affected the generations and the generations and the generations and even so on, unspoken of, to come after him. And so today as we we dive into our segment today, we're going to be looking at his life and his legacy. And as you know, when we closed out from the, the month of December, we talked a lot about legacy. We talked a lot about establishing a, a perpetual legacy of Christ and recognizing what God has called you to do, and that legacy could be like Dr. King, to, to have a dream that all men are created equal, that sons and daughters, his sons and daughters, no matter the color of their skin, will be able to play in a playground without being you know, ostracized, without being persecuted, without being destroyed or beaten. He had that dream. And so as we go into our recipe today, what is your dream? You know, as you start this year, we, we have New Year's resolutions. And if you see my Facebook post and, uh, for the Fearless Nugget, I talk about not just setting a regu- resolution, but setting a lifestyle change. Dr. King made this a part of his lifestyle. Everything that he did, in a sense, was centered around fulfilling this. And the sacrifices that he made in his life were centered around fulfilling his dream. So we're going to talk about his fearless faith and how he just continued to press in no matter the circumstances. You know, and Doc, I was given a recap of of last week just briefly, but if you would, just kind of share with us some of the key things that stuck out with you last week as we did our broadcast, you know, and talking about the satirian servant and talking about the impact um, and that Jesus made on his life, and really the impact that he made, you know, for us as, you know, as believers of Christ, right? Because he said to Jesus, all you have to do is speak the word, and because you speak the word, then I believe everything else is going to happen. And and that that completely transitioned the whole walk of faith in that regard, because most people at that time only believe that you can be healed by the laying on of hands or, or in such. And so then we find later on in Scripture how people were healed by the shadows of the apostles. And so this opened people's up, opened them up to believe and to have faith on a greater level than ever before, right? So if you would, Doc, just share with us a little bit about what you took out of the broadcast from last week. Amen, Prophetess. Well, uh, all I can say is that I know that the power of God is real, and I know that there is no limit to how his power can be revealed or even felt throughout uh, history nor generation. It, it transcends through, you know, just the very speed of light and and, and and, and just through the air that we breathe and to, to think about the awesomeness of how one man stood and, and told the, the Savior that, you know, you know, you're not, you know, it's not for you to go to my house. But all, all I need you to do, I, I trust you enough and I believe you enough just for you just to speak the word only. And I know that my child will be healed. And it's just a powerful thing to know that you can declare the word of God as a believer and, and, and have the faith in that same God that he's capable of doing anything, not just something, but anything that you can ask and to see that being manifest. There's nothing better than that. There's no greater God than that. And, and, and I'm just awestruck to know that I serve a God like that. I serve the God that is the God above all gods, that is the king above all kings, that is the Lord above all lords. And for the soldiers to say that, he, he you know, he, he declared something, prophetess, that, that, that really sticks out. He says that he's a man of authority, but yet a man under authority. And when you think about those words, it, 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 it instantly lets you know that he's a man that understands 
how things work. He's a man that understands that, you know, I, whether you say it here or whether you go to my home, whatever you have to say, it's going to be it's gonna be done. It's going to come to pass. And I believe that the power of the spoken word is so real, it's so clue, so dynamic that it's possible that even the things that Dr. King spoke of when he was declaring, and he was a man of faith, he was a man that was strong and, and, and tyrant in his belief that, you know, regardless of what, what he sees with his natural eye or what he saw with his natural eye, he was yet able to believe that dreams that he had had before would be able to be manifested and they would come to pass. And, and, and it's, it's those types of faith and those types of tenacities that we as the people of God need in these days and these times to live and to be at peace in this world. Amen, amen. You know, I think that is so key because I, you know, in in preparing for today's broadcast, was looking at, you know, the I Have a Dream speech by Dr. Uh, King, and one of the segments of the speech, he says that we must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protest to to degenerate into physical violence. And again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. The marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the Negro community must not lead us to distrust all white people. For many of our white brothers, as evident by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny. And I think that was so pivotal in his message because even as we look at what his sacrifice was and our sacrifices, many times people go forth, and even in our world today, we see that there's so much um, anger and there's so much fear, you know, and Dr. King, he didn't really walk with a stick of fear. Even though a lot of people said, hey, they're going to they're gonna return violence to you. They're going to be violent against you. And, and even in his speech, he was saying, look, yeah, they're going to be violent, but we're going to face this struggle with dignity and discipline, and we're not going to return violence, but we're going to raise the level, you know, in meeting their physical force with soul force. So speaking from the heart and allowing our hearts and what we believe to come forth and allowing the destiny um, to that everyone has been tied together with to arise to the forefront and understanding that everybody is not, you know, against us. And I think about... When I think about that, I think about the story in the Bible where it talks about the prophet who was just struggling because he was so concerned that he was the only one. And, and you know, and God told him, hey, I want you to go and do this. And he was like, uh-uh, I'm not doing it. I'm running because there's, there's all these, these um, false prophets that have rise up against me, and there's I'm the only one that that um that's left and because I'm the only one that's left and that I'm not going to do that I'm just going to hide you know he just ran in fear and then the Lord spoke to him and reminded him there are others who have not bowed to Baal and because there are others who have not bowed to Baal you may feel that you're alone but you're not alone and I believe this is even what Dr. King was saying in his message that I have a dream speech that you may think that you're alone but there's others who have not bowed to this idea. There are others who haven't bowed to this. And even those of you who are out there who are listening, you know, even in our walk of faith and even in what God has called us to do, at times we may feel like we're by ourselves or we're alone in what we're doing. We're alone in what we're facing. But even in that, even uh, even in the love that God had placed in Dr. King's heart, he could see that there were others who were with them and that were present, even though we know some of them weren't and some of them were, but it didn't matter. He knew that there were there were a vast majority who supported the dream that God had given him. And even in our lives, taking that as an encouragement, when God places something in your heart to stand up for righteousness, to stand up for for the love of Christ that's supposed to be shed abroad in our hearts, to do that unashamed, and to recognize, yes, you may face some persecution. Yes, 
you may face, you know, some ridicule. But don't allow that ridicule to keep you from fulfilling what God has placed in your in your heart to do. You know, I, I think about, you know, in our in our lives and how sometimes this you know, the fight that we have in our world is so um sometimes we can get caught up in the things that don't even matter, you know. But think about this this time frame and how people didn't have equal rights. And because they didn't have equal rights, then it was, it was they were receiving less of society, just below, below, I'm sorry, below any level of poverty that you could ever imagine. And someone standing up with a voice and saying, hey, this isn't right. We need to do better. This is not how we treat human beings. Not just because of the color of your skin, but just human beings. This is not how we're supposed to act as human beings and calling us to a higher moral standard. And I think that in, in our lives and in our society today that this, you know, this sometimes this stuff gets clouded, right, by, by um, you know, television and being caught up in, you know, the things that we desire to do and pushing those, our desires above, you know, just human decency, you know, and and how sometimes it comes to us as a surprise that someone does something decent, some someone does something nice, or someone says something kind, and how those things have become um, like, wow, I can't believe you did that. When you know, in a sense, there was a time where that was the common, you know, and in in some portions of our society, we just have to be careful that we're not, in a sense, turning the tide back to a, an arena where we can't even be civil with each other, where we can't even sit at the table and talk to each other, where we can't, you know, agree to disagree and still show the love of God to each other. And, you know, this is something that I believe that even Dr. King knew, that that some people may not have agreed completely to his ideal, but they believe that, this dream was going to bring forth a certain level of balance that needed to take place, you know, and I'm so encouraged by his fearless faith, you know, and there there are many examples in the Bible where it talks about, you know, folks having fearless faith. You know, last week we talked about the the centurion and his servant, you know, going to Jesus and saying, hey, I, you know, just speak the word and my servant be made whole. You know, and having that fearless faith. And and think about the fearless faith of Dr. King. You know, no, he wasn't a perfect man, and I'm not trying to say that he was a perfect man. But right now I'm just talking about his faith, his faith to believe that God had positioned him to do something phenomenal. And probably at one point in his life didn't even know how great this charge was going to be. And think about our lives and where you are today and how God's impact has came upon your life and how you may think that the dream that God has given you may be small to you at this moment. But that dream, you just don't know how God's going to magnify it. But as you continue to press in, as you continue to make the sacrifices, as you continue to to basically to continue to seek God first in everything that you do and and do it in obedience to him, then you will see it become more and more and more. And I believe that even Dr. Martin Luther King's dream grew outside of him. I believe that it, it magnified himself. And, and because it magnified himself, there was so much more greater that was accomplished. And we look at it even from just throughout our history where we see that, you know, this impact, you know, as being a a black American, I benefited from this impact, the sacrifice that that other black Americans and whites and, and other national, other ethnic groups had sacrificed so that we could have our freedoms, so that we wouldn't be, be treated as second-class citizens. And so in your life, don't consider your dream to be so small and so minute that it will never touch or make an impact. Sometimes it's the smallest impact that we can make in our lives that becomes the greatest. 
you know, we we can we can act like the prophet I was telling you about earlier that was so so upset because he was like, um, you know, God, uh, these, you know, I'm I'm the only one here, and 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 if you don't, you know, I don't 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 choose me to go out before these people because I'm the only one. And God told him, look, you're you're not the only one. You're not by yourself. You know, Elijah, get up from your place and realize that there are more who are for you than those who are against you. And recognize who I've called you to be. And so even in our in our segment today, I want to encourage those of you who are listening, you know, even as we're we're making, you know, this tribute and we're honoring Dr. Martin Luther King's sacrifice as we roll into um, Dr. Martin Luther King Day on Monday. What is your dream? What is the vision that God has placed before you? Today, to you, it might be small, but you don't know the ripple effect of your dream. You don't know the ripple effect of your testimony. You don't know the ripple effect of of how what you do for for God is going to change lives. And so I encourage you in that as we press in even the more um, into the segment is to to capture the dream and and let God seat it upon your heart and begin to pray over your dream and and to begin to to seek God about the direction for your dream and how it should be fulfilled. And and those of you who do vision boards, begin to write out the vision, you know, write the vision and then start to put the pictures in place so that you can see it and visualize it. And then in you seeing and visualizing it, you'll be able to pursue it. Just as Rebecca too tells us. So I want to encourage you in that today. You know, um, Prophet Samantha, thank you so much for being online with us today. And I just wanted to give room just for a little bit for you to kind of recap um, some of the things that stuck out to you in our broadcast last week and just share a little bit in, you know, how you feel that that ties into uh, the dream that transcends our generations. You know, God has he's given us a purpose. And a lot of times we're the ones who, who minimize the intent of God over our lives because we think, oh, I'm not called to be like Billy Graham or I'm not called to be like President Obama or I'm not called to be like, you know, JFK, President um, Kennedy. So since I'm not that big, phenomenal voice, so to speak, then I don't feel that my part measures up, you know. But we all play a part. Everyone plays a part in fulfilling the plan of God for our lives. And and it doesn't matter if you're the one on the podium or if you're the one in the background. Everyone plays a role. And if we all come together and do what God tells us to do in lock and step, how much more greater would our nation be? You know, if we all bowed our knees before God and prayed and prayed for our nation and prayed for the peace in Jerusalem and Israel, if we prayed, you know, consistently for the passion and the the the, the purpose that God has set forth in our life, how much more greater, not uh, greater in the sense of flamboyant or drawing attention to ourselves, but greater in the sense of fulfillment that God's plan would be in our lives. So, Samantha, I want to give you a chance to just dive into this. Amen, prophetess. Good morning. God bless you all. Uh, it's it's this is such a powerful topic, and I I, I love the um, the layout of where where this uh, this is going, and and it's so encouraging. You know, when you talk about well, my um, the the thoughts that we have, we we see them as so fleeting. Sometimes we we have a thought that well, maybe I should do that, or that seems like a good idea, and then uh, when when the the opportunity presents itself that that thought comes to us we have a tendency to kind of you know brush it aside oh that's not you know really um that's not something that i can do or that's not something that i should be doing and 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 we have this tendency to to kind of uh dismiss what it is that god has called us to do uh whether it be big or small but there's so much that god has placed on the inside of us that we have not tapped into yet it's uh, there's so much untapped potential inside of each one of us. The thing about those people that you uh, that you mentioned, uh, Billy Graham, uh, Dr. King, the thing about it is that they tap 
tap into the potential that was on the inside of them. Um, I love to read stories about Catherine Kuhlman. Um, it's it's not that they were some, you know, that there was something inside of them that was so much different than the rest of us. It's just that they answered the call to do what it is that God called them to do, that they were they were fashioned, that they were formed to do. And I think that's a lot of times um, for the rest of us is getting to that place where you say, okay, you know what, I'm going to answer the call. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know, you know, what all it entails. I don't know what it's going to require of me fully, but I know that I feel the stirring within my spirit to, to do this thing. And so I'm just going to step out and I'm going to do what it is little by little. And I'm going to see where the road takes me without having, and, and I think that's one of the biggest things, Prophet Savola, is not having um, the full layout of what it requires from us and not having the, you know, the full understanding of, of what it is that we're supposed to do. It, it, sometimes when you have that dream, you can see part of the vision, but there's another part that causes you to walk blindly, and, and that's called walking by faith. Because we, as, as Christian people, we walk by faith and not by sight. So that means that I, I have part of it. I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. I feel that stirring in my spirit to do this thing, and so I'm just going to begin to step uh Take one step at a time to achieve this goal, to reach this dream, to to get to that place. I, I love doing vision boards uh, because it gives us, like you said, it's it's putting the dream, bringing the dream into reality to a certain extent. It puts it before our eyes. It causes us to see what it is that we've been that that has been in our hearts. It puts it on this board for us to see, and then it causes us to begin to go after it um, without excuse, because now it's not, no longer just in my heart. Now it's up for everybody to see, and so then I have to begin to move in it. And I think that's one of the things that um, that we as a body, when we have a dream, and, and even when you talk about Joseph in the Bible and the dream that he had, what caused it to begin to, to move, to begin to roll, was that he told somebody about it. You know, putting it putting it out there causes it begin, to begin to, to manifest and to come to pass. So I think that's one of the, the most important things, even as we talk about uh, Dr. King's speech, he told somebody about it. You know, he told somebody, and so it began to manifest because it was something that had to be spoken into existence. And I think that's just such a powerful uh, aspect of today's today's broadcast. I agree. I agree. You know, I was looking at um, one of the letters that uh, Dr. King wrote, and the letter from Birmingham is a famous um, letter that he wrote from Birmingham jail, and there was one, a couple of segments in there that I hope to bring out in the broadcast today, but there was one um, quote where he says, um, where people had questioned why he came to, to Birmingham in the first place, and, it's, and he says, beyond this, I'm in Birmingham because of injustice here. Just as the eighteenth the eighth century prophet left their villages and carried their and carried there, thus saith the Lord, far beyond the boundaries of their townhomes, just as the apostle Paul left his little village of Tartus, carried the gospel of Jesus Christ to practically every hamlet and city of the um, creo Roman world, I too am compelled to carry the gospel of freedom beyond my particular hometown. Like Paul, I must constantly respond to the Macedonian call for aid. And when you think about that, he, you know, we all know that Dr. Martin Luther King was was a Christian. He was a believer of Jesus Christ, and he compared himself to the Apostle Paul in recognizing that God had called him to that level to to preach the gospel of freedom because the gospel is the good news of Jesus, and, and recognizing that he was compelled to go beyond the boundaries of his hometown in order to get the message across. Thus saith the Lord, you know, and I think about the you know the gospel and i think about what god has has commissioned us to do in our lives and everybody's dream and everybody's vision for their lives are not the same and so that's why it's so important that you know and understand what God has called you to do and that you stay in the lane of what God called you to do. When you put your vision before you and you see it and you recognize it and you go after it, even as Samantha was saying that when you push it out there, you're answering the call. And when you either publicize it or you, you um, share it with other people, that creates a demand for fulfillment because you know, oh, 
someone is going to ask, well, how's that going? You know, well, how how are you doing with that? You know, some people will share with me, hey, I believe God wants me to do this. And, you know, and I may not see them for a little bit of time. And then when I come back into their company, I ask, well, you know, what did you do with what you what you believe God told you to do? You know, sometimes people will have, like, an awesome testimony. Oh, wow, this is great. This is what God did. And sometimes they'd be like, well, you know, I really didn't go after it. I really didn't, you know, I really felt that that's what God wants me to do. But I've got so much stuff going on. And and I look at what Dr. King was saying. Look, I, I don't just see it, but I'm compelled. I am compelled to fulfill what God has placed before me. I'm compelled to be like Jesus Christ and to go into the othermost parts of the world. I'm compelled to be like the Apostle Paul, to share the good news outside of my area so that someone will know the call of freedom, so that someone will recognize and understand this call that God has placed on my life. And so those of you who are listening to us today, I want to encourage you in this. Whatever God has placed before you, whatever he has established in your life, the plan that that he has put before you, the only way that you're going to start fulfilling it is if you start stepping out into it. And a lot of times we we say to ourselves, and we've talked about this a little bit last week, um, Samantha, when you were telling, telling us about your dream, and now you were saying, hey, in your dream you were to give birth to a baby, but you said it was too soon. But then all of a sudden the contraction started and you gave birth and it, everything was fine. And you believe that the interpretation of that dream, and I believe it too, that it was that God was showing you that there's ministry, there's something that he's called you to do, that you keep saying, hey, Maybe not today, maybe tomorrow, but God is saying, no, this is a time of release. This is a time of birthing forth. And so those of you who are listening today, some of you have been holding on to a dream. Some of you have been holding on to something that God has placed before your life to fulfill, and you've been saying, well, maybe this is not the right time, or maybe I'm not the right person, or and you've been trying to disqualify yourself and and. and various ways you've just been trying to disqualify yourself well today i want to encourage you to stop disqualifying yourself because we're not perfect we're not there's this measure of perfection that we always try to get ourselves to before we start you know doing what god has called us to do but recognize that you may never reach that level of perfection that you think is is needed so that you can fulfill what God wants you to fulfill. But as you go after doing it, you will find that it becomes easier for you to make the sacrifice because you put your feet in the fire. You know, you, you start moving in that direction. You start obeying what God has placed over your life. And when you start seeing the vision being fulfilled, then you're willing to make sacrifices for that vision. It's just like, you know, when, when a mother is pregnant with a child, before she has the child, she may not even have a room set aside for the child, but because she has a desire for a child, she may say, okay, I, I need to make space for a child. And then when she gets pregnant and it's time for the child to come forth, what happens? She begins to start moving in that direction. Okay, I got to get the house straight. I got I got to fix a room for the child. I got to, you know, have a place for when the child is born. And, and, and when the child is born, I got to have all these things in place. And you start what? You start going after trying to fulfill and get all the things you need to do to prepare the place for the child that you're about to give birth to. And so what am I saying? I'm saying that if you start stepping out into what God has called you to do, you start stepping out into the dream, the passion that you have, you're going to begin to to be push things aside in order to fulfill it, in order to see it come to fruition. And the more things that you start putting aside, you know, to in order to clarify what God wants to bring forth in your life, the more clear you're going to be able to see it, the more you're going to be willing to go after it, and the more lives are going to be impacted by, by what God has set you forth to do. And I know I've gotten excited, so I'm going to tone it down, just a couple of notches, <laughs> so we can all jump into this, because I'm really excited about about your dreams and what God has called you to do. I mean, that that is my passion, is is helping people to, to realize their purpose and to recognize the path that God has set forth in their life and not just live the dream for the dream's sake so that you can have this badge of honor placed before you to say, oh, this is what I did. But recognizing that the dream is so beyond that, it's so beyond just be, you being able to gloat about it. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King can't gloat about it. He's gone at home to be with the Lord, so he doesn't wear the badge of honor to say this, but his legacy carries forward for generations and generations. So what dream has God placed inside of you? And I'm going to put the challenge out there because we're all on the on the cast today. 
And and I'm going to um, pull in, and, you know, I see that we have uh, Dr. George on the line. We have um, uh, we have Bishop Anthony Hatcher from The Flock on the line. And we have Trish on the line. So we're going to just tap into everybody because this, to me, this just transcends just the normal, right? When God placed a dream inside of you, it's not just for for you. It is for for the generations to come after you. When when you look in scripture, everything that that you talk about when we every time that they refer to Jeremiah or I'm sorry, not Jeremiah, but Abraham, they would say Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. What were they referring to the legacy of those men of faith? and the legacy that they continue to carry forth that that continue to be perpetuated even unto now. So how great of a legacy is that? And think about, you know, even I think about even the legacy of, of motherhood that, that my mother and my grandmother and my great-grandmother had instilled in me. And last, you know, when we talked about legacy before, we talked about it from different aspects and recognizing that legacy is not just, you know, this big grandiose thing, but it's also the, the, the small things that someone has in place and instilled in our lives that cause us to elevate to this place that God wants us to walk in. And so... I want us to talk about it, everybody that's, you know, that's chimed in today, um, talk about legacy and talk about the dream and, and how it transcends beyond generations because I think that sometimes we get hung up on my dream is not as big as the next person's dream, so it's not worthy to be considered as this grandiose thing that I should be doing. And when you start comparing, you know, your dream to somebody else's dream to determine whether it's, it's valid for you to pursue it, I think that, that puts us in the wrong place. And if we go after our dream in order to pursue it, in order to make our name and, and, and have people chant our name or to say how great we are, then I think that that puts us out of place as well. So if you would, I'm just going to go right down the line and, and just call your name out, and I want you to share what your dream is and what you believe God has called you to do, and whether it's big or small, it doesn't matter, and how you believe that that transcends the generations. And those of you who are listening, I want you to take courage and do this. Even on the Facebook page this week, I posted, tell your dream, tell what you believe that God has called you to do, tell your story with three people. And I want to challenge you even to do that today. Share it with three people. So, Doc, I'm going to start with you, and then Samantha, you'll be next, and then Dr. George, you'll be next, and then Bishop, you'll be next, and then Tricia, you'll be next, and then I'll be last. Here we go, Doc. Amen. Well, to share my dream is inspiring, inspiring because I can see uh, uh, so much that could come forth from my life, and and because I can see that I I was never I wasn't like this always where I could see that there is so much that I have within me to give and and to and to impart into others' lives. I I couldn't see that at first, but it took me being dedicated and and having faith in God and trusting God that I can see now that my life God has given me a life and He's given me a dream that I can impact and inspire men and women and boys and girls everywhere to encourage them and to, to share love and to, to just share a, a, a gentleness of peace upon their lives. So I'm excited about what I know that I can do to inspire people to have a harmony of peace, to be able to deal with circumstances in their lives and still yet be able to live and exist and, and then yet be a blessing unto someone else. So I'm encouraged in knowing that. Amen. Amen. Uh, I would have to say, Prophetess Vola, that that the I, I know that there's a there's a part of me that is called to lead women, um, to encourage women, to to see the potential that lies inside of them, and to to encourage them to walk it out, to see who they are in God, who God has created them to be, and to walk in their full potential. But there's always this 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 part of me that feels like there's one day that I'm going to be called to do something that I really wasn't ready to do, but all the while God had been preparing me to do. Um, and, and when I say I wasn't ready to do it more, it's more so because I wasn't, maybe I didn't think that I was the one to do it. Um, I, I always think about uh, Rosa Parks and I think about it from the standpoint that it wasn't so much that she was, uh, that she said, you know what, I'm just not going to do this today. Today I'm going to go get on this bus, 
and that's going to be it. I'm just going to sit there. It was that she was tired. And so I always have this, this, this feeling on the inside that one day I'm going to be in a position where um, I'm going to say, I'm going to have to say, you know what, I'm tired of this. Somebody needs to speak up. Somebody needs to say something. And I guess I'm going to be the one. Um, because there's, there's, I believe that God is always preparing us for what it is he called us to do. Um, and when we see, and, and, and Bishop put it on the, uh, posted a, a Facebook post about we are the answer to, to the problem. And I believe that there's always, God always puts us in a position where we are to answer a problem. It's just a matter of of whether or not we're willing to speak up and answer that problem. So my dream is not only from the standpoint of being a women's ministry, I, I feel like there's something that, that there's a situation that God is going to put me in one day where I'm going to be the answer to that problem. And I'm going to have to rely on the fact that everything that God has placed me through throughout my life has prepared me for that moment. And is finding the strength to stand in the midst of adversity that's going to bring forth the dream. Wow. 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 Dr. George. Wow. That 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 is awesome. Awesome dream. Um I thank you all for allowing me to be on the broadcast today. The 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 dream and the vision that I believe that God uh has given me and the purpose he's put me on this earth for is to encourage, motivate, train and charge men to step back into their rightful position and responsibility uh for uh not just this this nation but in their in their families uh and because when we affect the family uh then we begin to affect nations we begin to affect the world and so um i believe god has called me to begin to speak into the lives of of men who are are craving to have that to be in that role of of priest, that role of visionary, that role of leader, that role of protector, that that role of nurturer, um, uh, that role of provider, um, uh, because what we've begun to see and what we've begun to find is that uh, men have stepped out of position, they've stepped out of place because they've lost their own, uh, um, they've lost their vision, but God created us. And when he created man, uh, uh, male man, uh, he said for us to take that place and make sure that 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 he had given us authority over was, was groomed and nurtured and protected and, 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 and encourage it to grow. And so, I believe that what God has called me to do is to to speak into the lives of men, to challenge them, to challenge their 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 traditional and their their current view, and and cause them to to dig, dig deep and begin to say, God, what did you put me on this earth? to do besides the basic of what you told me to do when you created me, which was as a man to protect my family, to lead my family, to guide my family, to nurture my family, to train and teach my family. God, where is it that you want me to have impact and, and, and to encourage those men to start where they are? If, if a man is single, then start by nurturing yourself and building yourself up and building those in, who are close in your close circle of influence. I, as a family man, begin by, by nurturing your wife. Begin by, by cultivating the garden of your wife's heart so that she begins to flourish out. And when you begin to have children, expand that to your children. And as we as men do that, we don't have we we won't be guilty of being dictatorial uh, of being a tyrant we'll simply be guilty of being men who are interested in the betterment of our family and the society around us so yes that's that's what that's the dream that god has given me uh, but i want to share something just one one of the things that i got out of out of um uh dr king's um uh, I have a dream speech. In the speech, Dr. King begins to challenge conventional wisdom and conventional ideology 
and and he says that it, it uh, until all people are free, then no one is free. But then after he challenges the the current status, then he begins to challenge those who are on the on the battlefield to make that change. He says that when we do this, we've got to do this with compassion in our hearts. We've got to do this with integrity and with honor, not going against the laws, but challenging the laws in a peaceful manner. And so in all of our dreams, I believe that in order for us to change the generation, change generations beyond us, we've got to do it in, in an honorable way. We've got to do it according to God's word and God's will. I, I know I took a lot of time, but I thank you all for giving me that opportunity to share. No problem. Bishop. All right. Trisha. Hey, man. Good morning. Uh, I'm just uh, excited to hear everyone's dreams and what they believe that the Lord has uh, instructed them to do. I would have to say that mine um, is a uh, I have a passion for marriages. Uh, I think it's, uh, as Prophet has stated, that um, as you are, God is preparing you to do things, and you're not even sure or truly understanding the concept of what you're going through, you begin to realize that all of it is working together to fulfill the vision that God has for you. And I just love, I think I just love the, the institution of marriage. I love how God set it up. And I believe as a our generation begins to grow and flourish, they need someone that is willing to tell them the truth about how to stick it in with marriages because now, you know, everything is so quick to be tossed aside because it loses value based on what the media tells us. So I just believe that God has called me to be one of the people who instills in ensuring that our the structure of our marriages are back together. Amen. Wow, wow. I'm just I'm just excited, right? I'm just um I'm blown. This is so much. Everybody has shared so much, inspiring people to a place of peace and helping people to reach that 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 place of, of peace in their lives, Doc, and leading and encouraging women to answer a problem, Samantha, reaching men and, and challenging them and speaking to them, um, to challenge their current views so that they can recognize their purpose. Dr. George, and then understanding the truth about marriage and how God had intended to be from the foundation of the earth. Um, Trisha, I mean, God is just bringing so much out of you guys, even in what we're sharing today. And even for me, you know, I believe that God has given me a, a plethora of things to to put forward, but there's just four key areas that I believe that God has called me to reach out to women and and to help them to to realize his purpose and intent for their lives. I believe that God has, has allowed me to reach out to business owners and professionals. I believe that God has allowed me to reach out to the average ordinary person to help them to leave their mark on the world. And, and I believe that God allows me to reach out to pastors to help them in building their ministries. And so in that, bringing it all together is all about fulfilling purpose allowing them to see the purpose that God has for their lives in order to fulfill it and then walk and be the light that God wants them to be. You know, and and, and I could just, you know, go on and on and on, but you guys have hit on so much in what we shared today because there is, with every dream, it reaches different folks at different places in our lives. It doesn't matter where, you know, um, they teach you in marketing that you got to know your niche market. And a lot of times we, we you know, with our message, we, 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 because everybody is like, oh, wow, your message has to reach like a broad amount of people. And I want everybody to be touched by this grandiose message that you have to speak. You know, sometimes it's just not like that. Sometimes we're not called to be that person. And you know what? It's really okay. You know, and I believe even in Dr. King's life, he was called to be that person, but I don't think he was going out seeking for it. He had a dream, and his dream transcended him. It transcended him, and it transcended our world and the generations to come. So maybe your dream, maybe you feel like your dream may be small, and maybe you feel like your dream is is not as big as the next person, but guess what? It's the dream that God gave you. And I challenge you, and I know everybody on the broadcast today challenges you to go after that dream and to make it happen. 
Don't rest on your laurels. Don't don't say we'll save you for another day. No, put that dream out. As Samantha and even Trish and, and, and Doc and I have talked on several occasions about putting your vision board together, put your vision board together. Put that dream before you. Look at it. See it. Visualize it so that you can look at it on a regular basis. I put my vision board in my room on my side of the bed, so when I wake up in the morning, one of the first things I see is the vision that I believe that God has for me to fulfill in my life. Why? Because I'm constantly looking at the vision, constantly seeing where God wants me to be, constantly putting it before me so I'm what? I'm going after it on a regular basis, not being afraid to seek him, not being afraid to to go after it and fulfill it, just wanting to, to go after it like never before. And so as you're listening to what we've shared today, I hope that you're encouraged. You know, we're going to take this, these last couple of minutes to, to dive into some more of uh, Dr. King's speech. And one of the key things is, is very famous in his speech, um, the I Have a Dream speech, where he talks about, you know, when we allow the let freedom ring, and I'm going to share a little bit of that, and we're going to talk about that as we get into the final moments of, of our broadcast today. And it says, when we allow freedom to ring, when we let it ring from every city, every hamlet, every state, every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black, and white, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholic will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, great God Almighty, free at last. We are free at last. When you look at this, you know, we this, this key um, portion of Dr. King's speech has been echoed throughout our generations. If we, you know, if somebody doesn't, if they hear the name of Dr. Martin Luther King, one of the things that they tie to that is his high, I have a dream speech. And one of the key things that they tie to it is the basically towards the end of his last words of his speech is that when we allow the freedom to ring, how we're going to let it ring, it's going to ring from every city, every hamlet. And can you just visualize that? You know, can you all see that, you know, as he's saying that, letting it ring from every hamlet and every city and every state and, and every, you know, that we, by allowing it, I can just see that as as a domino effect, right? It's just, you tip the domino and it just perpetuates throughout and it just goes throughout. And that's what I believe that God wants your dream to do. I believe that he wants it to just be that one where you, when you're really, really, really ready to step out, that you press that one domino and it just causes a perpetuation of action to take place that spreads throughout all of our world, throughout an eternity, into places that you will never have the opportunity to see, but you know that you've made the impact. So I want to encourage you out there today, just as you've heard our dreams, to push your dream out there. So when you guys hear this portion of this speech from Dr. King, what is what does it make you guys think of? Samantha. Amen. You know, Prophetess, as I was listening to the speech with you, and then I, I, I looked and I saw the ending portion, and it said uh, it, it ends with free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. And I had to say, wow, that's what the dream is all about. The yeah. dream is all about, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping ahead of you, but <laughs> the dream the good. dream is the dream is all about being free. It's about the the freedom of others and setting others free to be who God called them to be and to do what God called them to do. But it's also about your personal freedom. When you begin to walk in your dream and live in your 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 dream, you're walking in your liberty, and that's such a powerful thing to get to that point where no matter what the opposition is, because in that in that speech and in that portion he pointed out all of the the opposition that stood in the way but his dream still led to a manifestation of freedom and i think that's right. one of the the biggest 
things that we have to get to that no matter what the obstacles appear to be in the midst of my dream, on the other side of that, there's freedom, there's liberty, there's a, there's a newness of, of life, there's a, there's a refreshing that has to take place. And so somebody has to go over those mountains. Somebody has to get through those, those obstacles that stand in the way so that we can all be in that place of freedom. And I think that's, that's one of the things that stands out to me. Wow. Dr. George. Dr. Charlene. I was just thinking about uh, just that portion of free, you know, it says free at last. And, you know, I, I came to learn that, you know, with, with every big dream, there is always going to be big provisions. And I believe that we're living on the other side of that dream that Dr. King had. He had a big dream that brought brought about big provision, and that big provision is what we're walking in of the fulfillment of that dream that he took, that he had. That liberty that, wow. he, that he dreamed about, that freedom that he dreamed about, that time where the, 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 the black and the white and the uh, uh, the young and the old, the, the, the Greeks and the, you know, the Jews, the Gentiles, and you know, and and the non, you know, Gentiles, you know, the Baptists and the and the you know the Lutherans or the Catholic or whatever you know the religion may be, that we would be able to walk hand in hand, and to be right. able to see the existence of that taking place now in this time that we're living in, I could say that he had a big dream that truly brought about big provision. Wow. And even in all of this, God has a big dream. He has a big dream that those who are compelled to Jesus would receive him and that we will walk into the light that he brings and realize his love for our lives. And in that, that's a great dream, right? And we're all, even if you are struggling right now and you're just trying to find your spot in life and you're struggling with where you fit, uh, and where where does your life fit in this grand scale of life? You know, I want to encourage you with that, that God didn't leave you out of the equation. You're part of his dream, his dream that that when Jesus returned, that you will be received unto him and that he will be able to walk and love you in a way that you've never been loved before. And so even as Dr. King had a dream and even as, you and I have our individual dream. God has a dream for us. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans that I have for you. They're, they're thoughts that, that are not of evil, but they're of good. God has a thought to give you an expected end. He has a dream. He has a plan. He has a passion for your life. And as we chart the course to fulfill what God wants us to do, there is a freedom that that rests in that. Even as Samantha was saying that the end goal is the freedom, the freedom that we have in him, you know, and freedom, the price of freedom was was a sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And there is a price. Even in our lives today, the men and women in the armed forces pay the price of freedom for for our lives, for for our liberties. And so there is a price that's constantly being paid for the freedom. Dr. Martin Luther King paid the price of freedom. For, for every single black American that exists, and really it allowed for civil rights of civil right movement and human rights movement to just be spread abroad, not just in our in our society but to impact other nations and so the challenge goes before you today: what is the dream that God has given you and if you don't even know that dream, how are you going to place yourself in the middle of his dream, whatever it may be, tap in today. Allow what God has placed inside of you to transcend just the normal, oh, I want to be popular thing. But make an impact that lasts generations and generations and generations to come. Because I believe that you can. Now it's up to you to step out and make that impact. Because there are many women and men who are counting on you to do your part. And you may feel that it's just something really, really simple, but it's really, really big. Because their lives are going to be changed because of you. So I encourage you today to go forth and be and do what God has called you to do. 
share it with three people. Whatever that vision is, make it plain to them and share it with them. This is what I know God wants me to do. As always, we thank you so much for joining us in the broadcast today. We look forward to having you with us next week as we continue our conversation of fearless start to finish in this 2017 year. God bless you. We love you so much. New year, new you. God bless you. Bye-bye.